The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. So good to be back. My voice may not be great, but I am happy to be back here with you, speaking with you. I've missed you. I really have. Uh, Tonight, coming up in the program, we're going to have our therapist panel, although it's just me and one other therapist. Uh, Sandra Rich will be joining me. We're going to talk about codependent relationships. We're going to talk about the importance of boundaries and consequences in your relationship, how to get out of a bad bad marriage or, or a bad relationship, maybe even talk about how do we end up in these toxic uh, relationships and what if a partner doesn't want to go to marriage counseling what then so those are only some of the issues that we will discuss tonight plus any of your uh, questions but first time to check out our inbox your texts are always welcome connect with passion at 514-800 Boy, do I have a lot of questions to catch up on. I'm looking at the text board, so because I wasn't here, the couple of last uh, uh, Tuesdays, for example, has left me with a whole lot of questions to answer. So I hope you'll, you're will you tuning in and you'll hear the, uh, the answers tonight. So here's a couple. Uh, to uh, start off with, and by the way, you can send me questions throughout the uh, throughout the show at five one four eight hundred. Towards the end of the show, I'll pick up uh, where I left off and, and answer some of those questions for you. Uh, this question with the internet front and center: What is sex ed gonna do for kids, Lori? This person wants to know. Well, first of all, you're right. The internet has been front and center for a long time, but maybe you're talking about the sex stuff that's on the internet, like pornography, etc. Uh, sex education is is even more important than it's ever been because we want to make our kids um, critical thinkers of what they see on the internet, including pornography. So you want to make kids what we call porn literate, just like you, you've heard of the, the, the term media literacy. Uh, this is about porn literacy, meaning that you need to, they need to understand that what they're watching is fantasy and not reality. And you, you can only do this by opening up the conversation about sexuality in general. So sex ed is absolutely important more than ever. It's vital if we want to counterbalance what is being fed to our children through, uh, through the internet. Another question, this one begins, stupid question, can a one-night stand with a co- co-worker ever end well? Uh, well, you know, uh, it's a big question because when you're thinking about having sex or anything uh, romantic or sexual with a coworker, you have to look at the consequences. You're working together. What does that mean? First of all, are you on the same um, on, on the same level, or is this coworker a superior, for example? Is it going to make the situation uncomfortable at work? Is your coworker married? It, like, there are a lot of factors to consider here. And it, is it really worth it? You have to think about that. That, the, the, that one-hour tryst of, of pleasure, is it worth the, con- the potential consequences to your work environment? What if that coworker 
um, has more feelings than they're letting on, for example. So you think you're getting into a one-night stand, but maybe they have other intentions. Or maybe they like you more than you like them. And maybe they'll start um, flirting more openly at work or making it obvious that they want something more. And then you're stuck because now what, what are you supposed to do with this? So again, it's about making the work environment um, uh, non-complicated and this would just complicate things. So, I, you know, for sure, I'm sure in some situations it has ended well, but I would want to consider all of that, uh, all of those factors. A couple of emails I got too. Uh, I'm uh, 56 years old. For the last few years when I have sex with my wife, it does not last more than two to three minutes. Sometimes I get an orgasm in a minute. Can you please help me on this? So um, I'm not, I'm, I'm assuming you're thinking you have premature ejaculation. So let me, let me just give you a couple of facts first. Um, the majority of men will ejaculate between two and five minutes of intercourse. And that's what I'm assuming when you say I have sex, right? So most people say it's intercourse. Um, if you're not having sex very often, like if you're not having sex at least once or twice a week, then you can expect to uh, ejaculate quickly, especially if there's no masturbation in between. So that's just the uh, the the physiology of the body. It's just, it's going to happen faster um, if you haven't had stimulation for a long time. It just, that's just logical. It just makes um, sense. And also when we're treating, for example, premature ejaculators, we all often tell them, like, if you want to last longer before you uh, have sex with your partner or you go out or you, you're planning to have a whatever sexual experience, Masturbate at home first. So have that first ejaculation, and then the second one will take uh, take longer, generally speaking. So if that's the case, that's not something to worry about. I would just say ramp up how many times you ejaculate in a week. So if you're if you're not available, if you or if your partner, your wife isn't available more often during that week, then uh, then then masturbate and and be able to have your ejaculations that way, and and then uh, it should uh, it should be fine. Otherwise, you know, between two three minutes falls within the average range. How do I bring my very shy, very traditional wife to consider spicing up our sex life without insulting her or making her feel pressured? So talking about sexuality is not, um, it's not a, you're not insulting her. You, of course, you can start talking about sex in a more general way. So if you've never ever talked about sex and then go to her and say, hey, I, I want to do this, you know, uh, well, that might throw her for a loop, for example, or she might feel that she's inadequate or like, who knows, like there's many different feelings that can come up with that kind of thing. So it's important to say, hey, I, I wish we could talk more about just sex in general and tell me what you think about this and tell me what you think about that. And have you, you know, maybe uh, go to a, um, hey, how about we go to a sex shop and, and just have a look around. And I don't want to get anything. Just, just have a look around. Give us something to do and something different to do. And then while you're there, be able to talk about some of the things that uh, you see. Or get a book. 
get a book, read a book together, say, how do you feel about looking at this book? Maybe you want to get like the classic, you know, The Joy of Sex. It's been revised over the years, by the way. Or if you're over 50, get my book, uh, The Sex Bible for People Over 50. Have a look at that. Uh, and just say, you know, I, I, I love you and I love, I love our sex life, but wouldn't it be fun if we could just... If we could just find something that would make it a little more, um, a little more uh, spicy. Not that I'm not enjoying it, just that it might be a good adventure for us. Something to that effect would be good. If anybody else has any thoughts on that, by the way, and you you have uh, advice for uh, the people who write in, uh, go ahead. Please uh, let us know. I've not had sex in uh, 18 years. Guess if I was in front of a woman, whoa, guess I would have an orgasm in a nanosecond. Yeah, well, that might happen or, or not. Like it might, that might be caused by anxiety as well. So oftentimes um, men can, will ejaculate quickly, not simply because they're very anxious in a new situation. So I would imagine if you haven't had sex in 18 years and, and, and you suddenly were in a sexual situation, you might feel nervous and you might ejaculate quickly. If you've been masturbating on a regular basis, then it might not necessarily, um, well, it could still happen, of course, because the, the feeling is different. Masturbation feels different, differently than, uh, than intercourse would feel. So yeah, I would guess that you might ejaculate in a nanosecond, <laughs> but that's okay because the next time you won't. And if you're open with your partner and say, look, it's been a while, so this might happen, uh, they will be quite understanding. And then you, you could go again. And then the second time and the third time won't be so bad. Uh, coming up, Sandra Reese joins me, and it is our therapist panel. The last Monday of every month, we focus on general mental health issues. And tonight, uh, Sandra and I decided we're going to talk about uh, relationships. Both of us do um, marriage counseling and couple uh, therapy, so we can talk about toxic relationships, codependent relationships, and how to create boundaries and consequences in our relationships, something that's really, really important to consider. That's up next. This is Passion on CJAD 800. Tonight on the program, it is our therapist panel. Joining me is psychotherapist Sandra Ree. She's the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. Hello, Sandra. Always Hi, a pleasure Dr. having Laurie. you. Nice uh, to be here. Great. So we're going to talk about relationships tonight. We okay. always find a, a theme, although uh, our listeners are welcome to text in any mental health issues that they have, and they want to get both of uh, our feedback on that. So you can text in at 514-800, or you can call in at 514-790-0800. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Codependent relationships, we hear that word uh, thrown around a lot, but really, I guess we're talking about relationships that are bad for us. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and, and codependent relationships can be bad for us, can be toxic to us. I know these are words that we kind of hear out there, you know, toxic relationships, codependent relationships, but let's break it down. What are we really talking about here in concrete terms? Well, I think there's definitely uh, levels to this. So codependent is a very clinical word, like you said, and really came out of the movement of alcoholics and often a partner who's really enabling somebody with a problem. But 
when you think about it, uh, codependency is a type of caretaking. And if we break it down a little bit, we can see that often women are socialized to be caretakers. Yes. And without realizing it, we slip often into a role in our relationships where we are taking care of our partner, which sounds lovely, but unfortunately can invite a very, very difficult dance in the relationship. So that's a type also of codependent relationship. So one extreme really extreme where you're enabling someone who's doing something like an addiction, but how about also people who are just taking care of everything in the relationship, also problematic. And also what ends up happening is those caregiving types of people, mm. which I often say to my own clients who are the the caregivers, it's, I said, don't get rid of that wonderful, compassionate, right. yeah. kind heart of yours. It's not yeah. about making you hard and not be that person but it's finding the a, a, a partner who isn't abusing of that who isn't just taking from you that and that you don't sacrifice yourself in the relationship yeah well that's well said first of all and i think that Another important line about caretaking, and I, I have to full disclaimer, I call myself a recovering caretaker because I think it's my personality type, is that one thing that's interesting about caretaking is there's a famous line in psychology that says you can't actually caretake and have a boundary at the same time. And if you think about that, that's a really interesting sentence. You can't yeah. caretake and have a boundary at the same time. Houston, we have a problem because relationships, you need boundaries. So you're right. You want to keep the kindness. But if you are caretaking, literally caretaking, you cannot put boundaries. Relationship without boundaries equals trouble. Yeah. If you uh, if you see yourself in, in this type of relationship or you have questions about your relationship or how to identify it or identifying whether it's one of these toxic types of relationships, then do give us a call or text us at 514-800. We have Daniel on the line. Hi, Daniel. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay. Mine is... Uh, I'm. It's a very long story, but I'm going to try and uh, make it, it very okay. uh, shorter. Okay. Um, me and my wife have been married for uh, 30 years, mm -hmm. 20, well, 26 years. We've been going out for 35 years. Wow. Uh, in the last three years, it's been very rocky. Okay. Um, so um, we haven't had, like, sex in the last three years. So, um, but... Uh, this recently, That's usually the symptom, Daniel, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That that it's not like it's been bad for three years because you haven't had sex. This the not having sex comes from something. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, anyway, so um, about a, a couple months ago, I noticed that the uh, there was money starting to missing from our bank account. Uh oh. Or strange transfers. Mm hmm. Okay. So then I. Um, I how do I I hacked into her why well, I found out what her code was okay on her iPad and then I opened up her iPad and I noticed that she'd been texting with somebody from Africa okay and he's been asking for money and she sent him money it Whoa. wasn't a large amount it okay. was uh, a eight hundred dollars which That's is still a still significant amount mm -hmm. and then uh, about uh, three weeks ago I noticed that she's got five thousand dollars oh no. Yeah, so then I put a block on that. Okay. And so we conf confronted her, and she said she was going to send him the money so that he could come down and meet her. Oh, yeah, that's a romance scam if I've ever yeah. heard one, yeah. Okay, So okay. now now it gets complicated. So she's decided she wants to go to Nigeria to meet him now. He doesn't exist. <laughs> that's the reality. <laughs> you <laughs> the know? Thing is, uh, 
Like the person who's the person who's contacting her. This is the problem with these scams, right? The pictures they post, the yeah. uh, stories about themselves they post are not real. That that's the fishing expedition. Yeah, but she's been seeing him on Facetime. Okay, and so she says she saw him. She met his sister, his father on Facetime. Okay, and she says it's not a scam. She thinks that he's like a. Yeah, and how did they meet? How did he? How did he find her? Do you know? And they've been uh, talking about through, through uh, messenger. No, but how did they meet? Uh, well, he he she, on Instagram. He saw her picture on Instagram. He sent out a exactly. That's yeah. that's where you know it's a scam. It's like yeah. you you get friend requests and people contacting you through Instagram who are complete strangers who are just, like, throwing out their, their fishing rods out there to see who's going to bite. Mm-hmm. This happens all the time. Uh, so now what? So what's going yeah. on now? Well, now she's uh, she's still going. Uh, she's uh, decided this week that she was going to tell me whether she was going to go or not. But she's got the, she, uh, she got the vaccinations to go. She's, Whoa. Uh, she's... Um, what is that? She's got herself another MasterCard so that she would spend only that card there over there. And now she started to look into uh, travel agents to go there. Is she, is she leaving you? Like, what? talking about boundaries and concerts, Sandra, what do you make of this? Well, this you know, is really weird. Yeah, well, I want to hear Sandra's take on this. Look, yeah. I mean, there's the whole story about whether this person exists, but there's also the fact that you're married. So I'm trying to understand how this sits with you. Um. I'm going through all different types of emotion. I'm like upset, mad. Are there consequences for this behavior? Yes. Well, there, I, in what sense I'm trying to... Is it business as usual between you and your wife? Uh, yes, we still get along. I'm still in the same house with her. We still sleep in the same bed. You know, she kisses me good morning, kisses me goodbye. But why are you... Why, but this is like... When we're talking about boundaries and we're talking about enabling behavior, like it's like she's going about her business doing what she wants to do with absolutely no consequences coming from your end. Does yeah, that well, make sense? The thing is, um, uh, again, again, we have uh, the four kids in, uh, involved in this. Well, I mean, they're in, we have four kids together. The problem um, is the problem is that it the behavior is not respectful to you, and no. I understand there's four kids involved, and we're not suggesting to now do the same thing, but the message that she's getting from you is that this is all okay, and this doesn't sound okay on your behalf. I mean, we've been arguing her back and forth. I'm trying to convince her that this is like a scam. She's telling me no. She's saying this is her life. Uh, this is her money. She can do what she wants to but do. But it's not just her life. She's married to you. Does she want to stay married to you? She wants to stay friends, she says. And she wants us to live in the same house. Does that work for friends. you? No. Okay. Well, but uh, yeah. she's the main... Right now, I'm... I lost my job uh, in 2012. So you're dependent on her, is what I'm you're saying. I'm dependent on her. Uh, she brings in the most money. I still work part-time. I bring in little money in. Um, she has all the insurance for medical and, uh, and all that. Uh, right. That's why it's very and, uh, you Listen, I can see 
certainly the dilemma, and the dilemma that you're facing is faced by many people who, on the one hand, feel they're being abused to some degree by their partner, and on the other hand, feel like they have nowhere to go or, or no recourse. Sandra, what would be your... Well, the problem is uh, definitely we need some empowerment here for you because the problem is that a little bit this feels like you're selling your soul and the price tag for selling your soul in my language would be a billion dollars. So we've got to get, you know, you want to be treated with respect and you certainly want to role model that for your kids. Um, the behavior that she's doing, she has, she can do whatever she wants, but it can't be okay with you because you know, if you're staying there and not doing something about it, in some ways you are saying it's okay. And that, I don't think that can work out well for you. And I'm concerned about that for you, quite frankly. Yeah, I know what you mean. But again, uh, if I, if I leave her, she's, she's going to be here with the kids because she doesn't want to leave the house, you know, and uh, I would be the one to, to leave. And she says, you know, the kids would fend for themselves and uh, she would not take care of the kids. Oh, my goodness. So she's using a lot of power over you in many ways. Wow. Not okay. I think, Daniel, can you speak to somebody, a professional? Because it sounds like, and this is a very complex story, you're right. Uh, But you need to speak to a professional who can help you. Uh, get empowered, who can help you try and figure out a course of action for yourself and and for the kids. Because right now, you sound like you are a prisoner, but you do have the key to the door. So Mm. um, you might feel like a prison, but there is a way out. You just need to find it. But you need to talk this out with a professional. Yeah, well, I have an appointment tomorrow with a professional, but again... Uh, it's a hundred dollars an hour. Well, you say she has insurance. Use her insurance. Yeah, but hmm. I mean, she only has a limited amount of insurance. Wh- which whatever. Is Again, don't keep putting the roadblocks. You 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 have three no, sessions. Take three sessions. You have four. Take four. Whatever it is. Okay. You, this is this is worth it for you. Yeah. This is called self care. And mm-hmm. self respect. And self respect. So do that for yourself. Yeah. It's a must. All right. Yeah. My God, please, okay. Daniel, please keep me posted. Like, send me an okay. email or keep me posted as to what's happening, okay? Okay, uh, yeah. And, uh, maybe right. you can get me, I uh, get your email after, or how do I? Uh, I'm easy to find. Just go to my website, drlaurie.com. Okay, perfect. All right, Daniel, okay. take care. Thanks. Oh, Thanks wow. Okay, hang bye. Hang in wow. for sure. That was a heavy-duty yeah. uh, situation, but very similar to many, not, I mean, not yes. the scam part, but very similar in terms of feeling trapped by your situation Uh, and this is clearly a very unhealthy situation for this person very unhealthy he's lost all his power yeah and so he's got to get get his power back Uh, and this is great to continue our conversation after the news we'll talk about boundaries and consequences as in this case there are no consequences to have consequences in relationships and boundaries passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800.
Our therapist panel tonight on the program, Sandra Reese joins me. She's a psychotherapist, and so her and I uh, both do very similar work. We work a lot with couples, so we thought um, because it's just her and me, we are going to talk about uh, couples and toxic relationships and especially how to set boundaries and consequences in relationships. And we had a really great call from uh, from Daniel, uh, which was... A, 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 unfortunately in, in the situation, but it was a, a good illustration of how consequences are so important in, in uh, relationships for your own, like you have to take care of oneself, yourself in the relationship as well. Uh, we have Victoria on the line. Hi, Victoria. Welcome back, Dr. Lori. Thank you. You sound so relaxed <laughs> that you are relaxing all of us. Oh my! Over the radio. I honestly. think that's. I think that's just my hoarse voice, but it was anything but relaxing. My vacation. It was fourteen kilometer walking every day for like ten hours straight. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but you it was fabulous. You don't need to go on a diet. You look great, Dr. <laughs> Lori. You're sweet, Dr. Lori. I'm really concerned of this gentleman. Daniel. Yeah, I know. I think uh, we all are. Because over the radio, his voice is trembling and he seems to be lost. Well, uh, he does have an appointment with a therapist, he told us, so we're happy about that. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, so he does need to, to talk to somebody. And uh, and I hope he calls you so we can find out how he's doing. Right, well, but, but if I was his therapist, I wouldn't be telling you how he's doing. <laughs> There's a line somewhere talking about boundaries. <laughs> there are professional boundaries as well. But uh, thank you for your concern and your compassion, Victoria. Thank you so much. All right, take Willie. care. Okay, bye-bye. That was sweet of her to call. Um, let's talk about boundaries and consequences. Generally, it doesn't have to be in a, like you're in a bad relationship or anything, but in general, why are boundaries and consequences so important in relationships? Well, I always give the same example. Imagine right now a world without policemen, without a stop sign, without speed limits. How would the world be for you? Well, a little chaotic, I guess, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. At first, it sounds sort of attractive. We could do what we wanted. Right. But eventually, it'd be very anxiety-provoking. It's the same way in relationships. Um, a lot of us didn't grow up learning this. I mean, I learned a lot about love. A lot of women learn about love, romantic love. Not a lot about boundaries and consequences. And the truth of the matter is what we discovered, you know, I wrote a book on this topic, is that love without respect dies. Respect won't exist without boundaries and consequences. So it's it's key to your relationship. Right. We absolutely need it. You know, it's a little bit like people who believe that when you're in a relationship, uh, love is unconditional. Yeah. And there's the problem. When yeah. love is unconditional, Ugh. where are the boundaries, right? Well, that means, Daniel. well, Daniel. right. It means that no matter what your partner does, it's all you call. will love them right. no matter what. No. No. Unconditional love exists only from parent, parent to, to child. child. Oh, that's boy. it. That's all. Oh. Uh, so get that notion out of your head. Yes. Like when you get married, you are yes. not looking, or when you're in a relationship, you should not be looking for that person who's going to love you unconditionally. Right. That's That would be bad. It yes. would be bad for the person who's loving you unconditionally. That's not healthy. No, not at all. Not at all. It's But our movies tell us that that's the way it I should know. be. I and know. it creates what we call romantic fantasy which is really not realistic. And you're 100% right. Unconditional love exists between parent and child. Right. I mean, how could a marriage be unconditional? Your husband does whatever he wants and it's okay. That's right. like our caller. 
That's, That's right. pretty much. She's right. about to leave on another relationship, and it's okay. Right, and there's yeah. where the, there's no boundary. Right. That's where the, yeah. you, you see, like, uh, no, the buck stops here. Like, this is unacceptable. And, and he starts to disappear. That's the thing that worries me, is the person who doesn't put a boundary starts to disappear, and that cannot work out well. Right, and they start to feel, like, uh, insignificant right. in, in all of this. Yep, and the self-esteem takes a hit. Over time, so when we see, oftentimes we'll see relationships over, you know, like long-term relationships where that self-esteem gets whittled away little by little by little mm. by little through this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah, then you lose yourself. You lose yourself, and then when you, when it gets really bad and you know you have to do something, that low self-esteem is often the one thing that blocks you from doing because you right. feel like, I can't, I won't be able to. How yeah. will I survive? How will I do this? How That's can it. I be on my own? And you start to, to doubt yourself. Yeah, exactly. You lose yourself little by little and you don't have any power left. And if you don't have power left, you don't have the strength to take the steps that are necessary, which is why even small boundaries are important. Right. You know, the moment there's bad behavior in a relationship is the time to put a boundary. And most people understand the concept of a boundary, but not that many people understand the concept of a consequence. I'm sure, Dr. Lori, your clients say the same thing to you as they do to me. They go, what am I supposed to do? Divorce him? That's that's the ultimate consequence. But there's a right. lot of consequences in between. before divorce. Right. You know, people have trouble with that. There's a lot you can do. Absolutely. Well, we uh, we can talk about that. But first, I want to get to this text. I've been feeling sudden depression since the last three days. Just got me. Uh, just got some nasty texts from my ex-husband who committed adultery for two years and does not leave me in, in my peace. I have no energy to clean or even bring out my summer clothes, let alone organize anything. Been feeling sudden anxiety. Is this normal? Texts put me down as a mother, a worker, and a person. I gave my heart and soul for 22 years, yet his text putting me down as a person has me feeling somewhat scared, even saying that I will regret not speaking with him or going to his house when our 18-year-old uh, also goes. He gets angry because I refuse to go. It all triggers bad memories of his cheating when he puts me down or starts to get mad because I do not do as he wishes. Please help me understand why he makes me feel bad. I feel so stuck in my life. Mm. I would ch change this question to please help me understand why I, I make him, may, let him make me feel bad. Like right. here's another example, this yeah. question, this situation, yep. even though they're divorced, he where he still has all the power yep. and he has the power to make her feel bad. Yep when that's where there's there should be boundaries so yep. what would you suggest in this situation well I, I mean i think you said it so right i mean first of all he has the power but no one can have the power unless you let them have the power so that's step one we have to evaluate that so first of all if i'm getting um, emails or letters from someone saying something negative about me i have to open the letter and read it uh, to let that poison into my body. And why would I keep doing that? Why would I keep allowing I would block him. Yeah, he absolutely. says like the texts are insulting to her yes. and insulting every this part of her. It doesn't work for her at all. And she can say, I'm sorry, if you're going to talk to me this way, you have no business talking to me at all. Exactly. Right. And exactly. and block 
block his and block his text. Your son is 18, so your son can reach you directly. You do not need to have contact with this man. Respect is not negotiable. Respect is not negotiable. So respect yourself. You know, there's uh, one of my uh, colleagues, Ross Rosenberg, who wrote a book on codependency. I just saw a post this morning. It made me think of our show tonight. Uh, And he writes, the most despicable element of gaslighting is when your gifts and endearing traits are turned against or taken away from you. You might be self-love deficient, in other words, codependent, but that intuitive side of you is and should always remain golden. Your intuition will be the candle that will eventually light your path so that you can navigate yourself out of your narcissistic abuse. Because the meme was, don't ever let anyone convince you that your intuition is nothing but insecurities. Mm. Like, you know that your husband's a nasty person. You Mm. know he's a cheat and he is not nice and he's abusive. And you said it all in this text. Mm. And even that anxiety that she's experiencing is another call for action. Anxiety is often linked with repressed anger. Your body's trying to get your attention and say something is not right here. So um, advice is to, again, to speak. Listen, we're professionals that do this kind of work, right? Mm. So it's not like there's no easy answer to any of this. It's not like just telling us this, we can fix it. It's a process. Therapy is a process, but you need to be able to talk to somebody who understands this kind of behavior, who understands this kind of dance, this kind of relationship. And talking this out with somebody will empower you because you're doing something for you. And it will help you gain the strength to be able to put down boundaries and to teach you. Sometimes we need to learn how to put boundaries down. Because like you said, Sandra, some of us may have grown up with very little boundaries. I had to write a book because I had to learn it myself. Right. Okay. I had to (laughs) learn it myself. It was not what I learned growing up at all. And it really helped. As I learned it, it changed my life. And that's really what led to writing about it. So basically what you're saying is you can learn it. It's a game changer. I promise you. Uh, consequences, boundaries in uh, in relationships. Do you have any uh, questions for uh, Sandra and I? It's our therapist panel uh, coming up. She will uh, she will talk to us a little bit about her um, uh, your couples retreat when you have one in Montreal. So that's accessible to people. Mm. That's happening next week, but there's still some spaces available. So we're going to find out. Um, what was uh, what that that's all about and we also have a very interesting uh text from a listener as well in another seemingly bad uh situation uh as well so we'll talk to that we'll talk about that coming up next here with sandra reish on our therapist panel passion with dr Lori batito on cjad 800 we're discussing boundaries and consequences in relationships uh, with uh, our therapist panel, Sandra Reish and myself. Sandra is the clinical director of the Center for Anxiety and Depression. She's also the author of the book, Sandra. Which book? Once Upon a Time, How Cinderella Grew Up and Became a Happy, Empowered Woman. Yeah, so this is a great book for all women, <laughs> all the caretaking women uh, out there. Okay, a couple of texts that are very interesting here. Uh, my ex-husband did the same. One month before I caught him in his affair after 20-year marriage, he told me to quit my job as I was expressing I was not happy there. One month after I discovered his affair, which carried two years, each time I would catch more lies, he would hug me and say sorry. When I had enough and said I wanted him to leave, he threatened he would take my son from me because I had no job. So I stuck and fought it, 
through because I had no money. I'd raised my son when he was little. I gave every penny I ever earned went to the family, in-laws, and home. I really felt scared, and he kept emphasizing that because I had no income or support, I would lose my son to him. He would literally stare in my face and say in such a psychotic way it scared me. So I can relate. I was weak at the time, heartbroken. He was my only love. It took a while, but I broke one day and got a job and said, enough. Um, But it was a hell of a ride. I dragged it too long. He should stop earlier rather than later. It makes us ill mentally. Very well said and a very hard lesson to learn. Mm, But she got it. But she finally uh, did get it. But here again, you know, letting the other person use threats like this is abuse right this is like just an uh it's a it's abusive first of all making her think that she would lose her son when in fact if she'd gone to a lawyer the lawyer they would have petitioned the courts to make him pay for her and the son right so no no court would take a child away from a parent because that parent isn't working uh, so you've got to also know your facts because the other person manipulates you with, and they're so convincing sometimes uh, of of facts, which they're not facts, of course, but because they are convincing and make you f- uh, over time belittle you in such a way that they make you feel stupid, you believe them. Yeah. Right? And, you know, it's a scary situation. And I just want to say for people listening that even the greatest guy or the greatest woman um, if they're involved with someone who has lousy boundaries, unfortunately, it doesn't invite great behavior. So it's a little bit of a dance, right? If you don't have good boundaries, unfortunately, it's like opening the door. Someone will walk through the door. Um, you know, you treat pe- teach people how to treat you. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, another texter writes, uh, my girlfriend would make up, sleep with me, later ask for money. She always would tell me about what she did sexually with others. For nine years, I'm done. Uh, but what what is this telling us? We I see a pattern here. Yeah. Look how long it takes people to say yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Twenty two years, thirty years, nine years. Yeah. So yeah. to me, these are people who live with, who have only learned to put boundaries down. Like when it's gotten to be so bad. Yeah. That they can't take anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, sometimes it comes to that, but. You know, it'd be when it starts hitting you, you know, when the rock hits you, you want to catch it at that point before the whole boulder like falls upon you. Uh, Things don't tend to get better in situations like this unless you change some of your behavior. Yeah. Um, Another text here. I hope you can help. I work in a small company with 15 employees. We all get along well with the exception between my boss and I. Whenever we have a new female worker with us, it is only a matter of time. The boss will pull me aside to brag about how he got the newbie into bed. I am repulsed when this happens. The only person higher up in management is his father. Mm -hmm. Even though my boss knows I'm not comfortable with his talk, it almost feels like he needs to be big in front of me. Any suggestions would be appreciated. Unfortunately, this actually falls under sexual harassment laws because it creates a, um, a hostile working environment for this person. Yeah. Um, but if there's an if there's no hum, human resources, yeah, where does a person go? Yeah. Like well, I'm not an expert in in, no, in business either. stuff, so I don't. Uh, 
But again, putting your boundaries and walk, maybe walking away. Yeah, well, that's what I was just going to say is it always comes back to choice. Sometimes we have two choices and they're not great choices. Stay at a job that's toxic or lose a job and not earn money. There's not necessarily good choices, but knowing you have a choice in itself is empowering. So we got to look right. at what are, what are your options in that situation. And be able to also say, I'm, you know, like put your fingers in your ears, la, 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 la. I'm not going to listen. Right. You're say this is inappropriate for the workspace. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your personal life. So unless you talk to me about business, I'm out of here. Yeah, and great. take take your risks, but yeah. get out of there yeah. uh, until he gets the message that this is not acceptable behavior. Yes, but in doing right? that, you're saying that you're important. And that's the bottom yeah. line. You are important in all these stories. You are important. Yeah, and that's the uh, bottom line is right. I recently met someone with whom I've been regularly in touch with for three weeks. I made it clear from the beginning that I'm strictly interested in a, re- in a platonic relationship for now, to which he agreed. However, he is speaking and behaving in a rather romantic manner towards me and recently confessed that he's falling in love with me and making future plans for us. I reiterated I want to keep it casual and platonic and that I don't find his emotional disclosure appropriate under the circumstances, hence being uncomfortable with it. Nonetheless, he repetitively insists he wants to be honest about his feelings and that he should be able to express himself accordingly. I feel he's crossing the boundaries, which makes me resentful. Am I wrong? Well, you're allowing him to cross that boundary because if you, if all you want is platonic relationship, you're getting involved with someone who doesn't want that. So it's up to you to say goodbye. It's up to you to say, here's my boundary. I don't want something romantic and therefore I can't allow you into my life because you have romantic feelings. Yeah. Right? This is a dance. This is, I agree with you, Dr. Lori. This is a dance and it's a two-person dance. As long as she stays in continuing this relationship, it's a mixed message. Because on the one hand, you're saying platonic, but you know he has feelings for you and you're staying in. So That's right. Yep. So again, the, the question, the message you give, give him is there's hope. That's right. There's hope that you're going to change. Oh, yeah. She'll change. So if I tell her how I feel about her, there's a chance that that might push her over to the other side. Yep. But if you're sure about your feelings, then don't string him along. Yeah. It's up to you to put your boundary down and to say, you know what, this isn't going to work because right. I want one thing, you want another thing. I wish you well. Right? Uh, exactly. Uh, so, uh, I don't, another text writes, I don't understand how people can be so meek. I would leave a partner the first time he uh, disrespects me. You know, it's not so easy for a lot of people to do that. You have to have learned that growing up. And again, if you haven't learned it, it's 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 very easy for some people. It's very difficult for others. If you're taught to be a nice girl or a nice guy and that you're not that important, your tendency is to start to put your feelings and your needs last. And that's where you can get yourself into trouble. And and learning to identify disrespect. Yeah. Like you may not be able to say, oh, that's disrespect. Exactly. You, you may say, oh, it's just because he's yeah. feeling this way or yeah. she's feeling that that's way. That's right. Or, so maybe you're a very empathetic caretaking therapist exactly. type, making excuses for people all the time. That's right. Therapists get themselves into all sorts of trouble in their romantic relationships for this exact reason. Right. Too yeah. much. It's like too much compassion. Caring too, too much. much ca- yeah. yeah. Caring too much and therefore making excuses for the other person. Uh, like saying, well, you know, they they only get abusive when they drink. Yeah. Like that, that you know, <laughs> that, again, that's right. and that's a disease. And yeah. therefore, so I can't leave him because he has a disease or yeah. she has a disease. Yeah. Except that, of course you can because you have boundaries and right. it's your and life too. Yeah. And you're important too. So very interesting yeah. uh, wow. text today Great and, and text. phone calls today. Uh, so you've got um, 
a couples retreat coming up. Can you tell our listeners about it and and how they can uh, what what they can learn and how they can reach you to to get more information? Yeah, well, we have a couple retreats starting next week on Monday. It's uh, three and a half days, quite intensive for couples who really want to make a radical difference in their life. We used to do them out of town, but it got a little tricky and expensive, so we're doing it locally in Montreal. If you want to give us a call for more information, five one four seven 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 four five three zero. And that's taking place which date? It's actually Monday, June third till. June 6th. And actually that number, although a good number is not the I'll do number for the couple retreat, I'll give you another one, 514-796-4357. All right. Or contact the Montreal Center for Anxiety yeah. and Depression, helpforanxietydepression.com if you want to go to the website. Or they can find you directly on- online, right? Sandra Reich has has all of that. Uh, so if your relationship needs a, a little boost, a three-day intensive, yeah. will I, I could tell you, you will learn how to communicate in those three days. And have boundaries and consequences. And have boundaries and consequences. <laughs> and it, it really, you do focus a lot on that, right? Yes, it's important in relationships. What if uh, you want to go, but your partner doesn't? Like, how do you, how, it's, it's like therapy too. Like you say, we need therapy and your partner says, we don't, I'm not going, I'm not airing my dirty laundry in a, to a stranger. Number one question people ask me, I'm going to give you a short, quick answer that works almost every time, is you say to your partner, this is something that's really important to me, and can you please come support me? And that takes all the pressure off the partner. They don't feel they're going to be on the, under the microscope, but they love you. And of course, why would a partner not want to come support you? And if they say they're not willing to come support you, that is a problem right there. Right. Yeah. And that's a good way to get your partner into therapy. It works. I want to go, so come and help Just me out. Just come support me. Yeah. 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 That's uh so use that line. It works <laughs> every time, yes, okay? Yes. Use that line. Uh that's it for us. Uh thank you so much Sandra for being here. And again thank the phone you. number where people can reach you? 514-777-4530. Wonderful. Uh you can reach me. Welcome back, uh, Dr. Lori. Thank you very much. Uh, Dr. is uh my website. It's the easiest way to get in touch with me. You can send me your questions. Uh to that and I answer them at the beginning of every show and of course on social media at Dr. Lori Batito my last name is spelled B-E-T-I-T-O thanks to Chris in Master Control tonight uh, coming up next here on CJD we bring you the CTV National News have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion Come on, baby, just have your feet.